Welcome to another edition of We Want to Talk About It Now, talking spots 80 to 71 in our list of the 100 greatest players in NBA history. As always, I'm joined by Steven Sosa whenever I'm talking basketball. Steven, how are you doing? How's that chicken tasting? It's tasting amazing. I'm a really good cook, people. A really good cook. And more importantly, just so everyone's listening, Steven, I just had a heart to heart about him not chewing on the podcast. So each time that anyone listening to this can hear any sort of uh, mastication by by Stephen, uh, we'll send you uh, we'll send you a, a Starbucks gift card for an undisclosed amount of money. But uh, let's hop on into it. Um, so something just so everyone realize like knows. I know that I'm not going to have a complete list of a hundred players. <laughs> You're not going I, to. Uh, well, cause there's going to be like spaces here and there where it's just like, Oh, I'm not going to throw. Like I was thinking, I was like, Oh, you know what? I probably could have put Devin Booker on somewhere, but like Devin Booker is definitely not the top 60 players a, of all time. <laughs> there's a lot of players that are arguable on this list, you know? Well, no, but like what I'm struggling with is now I'd like to include someone like Devin Booker, but I don't want to put him at spot 60 or spot 59. Cause I don't think, he belongs there, and I don't think he's better than like. You're not gonna have a full hundred though. What's I don't think. I don't think so. Like I have this giant chasm between spots, like Robert Ory. Like Robert Ory should be on there somewhere, but I'm like, I don't want to put him on spot seven. Maybe like in the seventies. Maybe you're being a little bit nitpicky or something. No, it's just there's not enough players that. Like, because we've already done, really, we should have created our entire list before we did this. I knew it was going to be, a, I knew it was going to be a mistake just to start doing it, not like actually research it for a little bit of time. But I'm just like, uh, like, well, I came up with it pretty quick, but well, yeah, this isn't intended to be hurtful, Stephen. I, no, I wish no. I wish I had the time to be able to no, put no, together a list not, of 100 people. You're not hurting me, you're not, it's not hurtful. I'm just uh. like, it says 100 players. But I All guess right. we could still talk about a hundred players because I have on the yeah, because your list is probably gonna be better than mine, which is the one time I will ever admit to Steven's uh basketball <laughs> acumen being better than mine. Uh, but I'll start off with my number 80. I think you already mentioned this person, and I was surprised how early they were in your list, considering the resume. Dennis Rodman, amazing rebounder. I, I would venture to say like if you're not using numbers for how short he was the greatest rebounder of all time i know that a lot of people say bill russell but i am a i think it's dennis rodman not a tall dude won i believe five championships so congratulations to him um yeah yeah and just absolutely phenomenal i probably should have had up like how many defensive player of the year award type stuff but i'm I not think, entirely sure he won any no he did i think he got two he won two in 1990 and 1991. And then he was on the, wow. He made the all NBA third team without even that's impressive. Like when you are a one trick pony to make an all NBA team, it's really impressive. And then seven well, you gotta all be defensive really, first teams. You got to be really good at that one trick, you know? And from 1992 to 1998, he was the rebound champion. So that's my, uh, that's my number 80. He's a two-trick pony, though. He can defend five positions. Yeah, man. He was he he said something one time about, and I think you brought this up one time, Stephen. Like he knew how people miss their shots, and based yeah. on how they miss their shots, where to position himself. Which he was really good at judging awesome. the 
He was really good at judging the the trajectory of the ball when it came off the rim. He was like an expert at it. Man, yeah, but uh, that's who my number 80 is. Who's your number 80? Uh, My number 80 is... I got to pull up with... Come on. All right. My number 80 is Jermaine O'Neal. So I, having watched stuff recently about him, I don't have him on my list, but now I kind of want to put him. He was really good, but never won. Like, and it wasn't because it was a bad stat or good stats, bad team situation. Now, never won championships is what you mean. Correct. And I think a lot of that, I am so that malice in the palace, just really curious what could have. That's a big what if for me. I think that might be if besides KD. Yeah. Not joining the Warriors, I think that is one of my biggest what ifs. Yeah, because that Indiana team actually was good enough to win the championship that year. Ron Artest was the defensive player of the year and shot 40% from three that year. But they had a bunch of guys that were just like hotheads, right? And Ron Artest is like up there with Dennis Rodman as the co-kings of the hotheads in the NBA, right? Yeah. And and uh, they were playing the Pistons, and the game was pretty much over, and Indiana had won it. But both teams are really physical teams, right? And Ron Artest is kind of nuts, you know? Or I, I don't want to be mean, but, like, He's kind of Dennis Dennis Rodman like, where he's kind of crazy, you know. Yep. And kind of crazy. That's kind. <laughs> yeah, it's a kind considering he went up in the stands and beat the hell out of a fan. But <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> the fan, the fan sued him, and if I remember right, Ronald Tess um, talked to the guy, and like they they met up and he talked to the guy and stuff, you know, that's a good one. Uh, do you mind if I go into my, uh, number? Oh, other, should... other stat. Sure. So number 79 after just, after just admitting to everyone that I forgot to include him on my list, big shot, Rob <laughs> at 79. <laughs> and this is for one reason. Being there in the big moments and winning a shiz ton of championships—that is—that is the reason. That's the reason I'm going with Robert Orr. He has so many memorable moments, both on the Spurs and on the Lakers, and obviously he won those two championships with the Rockets. Fewer yeah. super cool things that happened there. But no, that's why but... I got Robert Orr there. He's part of two of the greatest dynasties in NBA history: the Spurs and the Lakers. And and the Houston Rockets. You have to include him in there. Yeah. Because well, yeah. what I mean, what I mean is like, I don't, I, for whatever reason, uh, dynasty is such a, I and mean, we could debate this and this is just my opinion. And I know that it's very easy to debunk, but like two championships and that was it. I, for whatever, like the Pistons aren't a dynasty to me, the, the Rockets aren't a dynasty to me. Like, I feel like there has to be three you championships mean, you, in four years mean, to be you, one. You, oh, you three, three and four years. So like, you don't yeah, have to have, a, you don't I, have to I, three people like, 
I'd agree that three is a dynasty. Two is that's a great team, but they're not a dynasty. Which I guess, see, and by my own logic, that technically excludes the Spurs from being a dynasty. <laughs> or, or how about I do this? It has to be three and four years, or you have to win five and 20. So that's 25% of the championships over 20 years. That, that, I think that's fair. Um, I think uh, if, if you don't win at least three in a row, it shouldn't be called a dynasty. Fair. Fair. So um, they're just, you know, you can call them a great team. Yeah. It's, but it's... You, they can't be classified dynasty unless it's at least three or more. Wait. In three a row. Or more. In oh, a row. So wait, that's that's just the Bulls, Lakers, and Celtics then, right? Pretty much, dude. Wow. Okay. I mean, I don't, once again, I, I don't really have a dog in this fight. Like I could go either way. I'm, I'm okay with that too. That's pretty much the biggest franchises in the NBA. Who's your, who's your number 79? My number 79 is Rashid Wallace. Ooh, Sheed. Once again, jealous. Like that's a, I would never, inc- I, I wish I would have had him on my list, but definitely not higher than 70. I like that. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I have Rashid Wallace. He's one of the original stretch bigs. Um, one of the best stretch bigs ever. Great defensive player could defend guys that were like skinny, tall guys or bigger guys, um, really well. He was a, a four. So he was a stretch four, a power forward. And he, uh, uh, was a knockdown shooter and in game seven in 2010 against the Lakers in the finals he was amazing they just lost the game you know uh, so Sheed had a temper um, and he would often lead the league in technicals like it was almost every single year he led the league in technicals for a while um, cause he was always kicking over the cooler and cursing out the ref, you know, and, uh, it, it, he was another hothead guy, but, um, uh, he was, he was great, you know, absolutely great. I'd love, I, I love him. I just absolutely love him. Um, any other, any other things that you got with, with Sheed? Um, what else? Won a championship with the Detroit Pistons in 2004 as a starter on their team. He was in the first basketball game that I ever, the, the first professional basketball game I ever attended was a Trailblazers game. And he was in that game and he was incredible. That was the day that I swore that I saw Scottie Pippen in a suit. Ooh. But, Looking uh, classy, looking Scotty Pippen. Yeah, I swore it was Scotty Pippen. I was in the third row, on on the lower level. Like me and my mom got really good seats, and I was telling her, um, I was telling her that's Scotty Pippen, and I'm like twelve, right? Yeah. And I'm I told her that's Scotty Pippen, and she was like not paying attention, and I was just like. 
are you crazy lady that is one of the all-time greats you know i'm losing my mind and she just just didn't care yeah. Do you want to know a fun fact about Scotty Pippen? Yeah, what? Jimmy Butler isn't going to pass him in total points scored. <laughs> He's Scotty Pippen. Uh, my number. Uh, whoa. Scotty Pippen is awesome. I wouldn't, you know, consider that. Anyway, my uh, my number seventy eight. Uh, one of oh, that actually reminds me. One of. I believe four Spurs, maybe five, that will be making it onto my list, is, drum roll, brrr, oh, I guess technically Ori, so five five Spurs. Um, Manu Ginobili, um, he was yeah. the first championship winner of like kind of our European invasion, got there before Dirk he Nowitzki was. did, and he was. he was the greatest sixth man of all time, well, and I will take that to the grave. Like I know well, that you could say... Look, What's... that's that's uh Tony Parker also was did from... Tony Parker get there first? I honestly don't remember. To... Tony Parker, um I let me see. Oh, the other thing I like about uh Manu is how late he was drafted. Uh I in think the they got round. it at the same time, uh Alex. Two thousand one. Uh... And then let's look at Manu. And then Manu was selected in 1999, but who knows when he actually started playing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he sat for a little bit, but he was the 57th pick, almost Mr. Irrelevant. Sometimes they stash him in Europe. They draft him and the player stays in Europe for a little bit. Yeah. And then also he's probably number one balding all all stars um lebron's he, still holding on but he is the person whose hair went away he, the most he's number two behind lebron on the all baldy all star he's not bald yet he's not bald yet friend well he's balding so it's, he might as well just come on home and shave it uh, he might as well um who is your number 78 okay my number 78 is Udonis Haslam. <laughs> what? That's fine. That is, uh, it's fine. Why, it's fine. why are you laughing? <laughs> what is? What did he do? <laughs> you're what number did he 78. Do? Wait, so you're saying that He's Udonis Haslam was, was you, three spots you, away from being considered in your top 75 NBA players of all time. I did it rapid fire. It's not perfect, but also you're so you're running into the same issue I ran into. But also, but also, I well, you have to come up with a hundred guys. It's hard. It is very hard. Well, it's that's it's what the hundred guys isn't hard. It's like making sure you don't forget anybody. So I feel like that's what I'm doing a lot of. Like, oh yeah, that person was someone. They were good. Yeah, but. Think of how many players have been in the NBA, thousands, you know. And like, yet you choose Udonis Haslam. I'm I'm like curious to see the people who you leave off your list hold at, by on the end of this. Now, Udonis Haslam is not a scrub. The guy is the all-time leader uh in in rebounds in the history of the Heat's franchise. He has what, three uh championships with the Heat, and he was a 
big time player there for a long time. He he could defend uh, quicker guys or bigger guys because uh, he was quick, but he was big and strong. Uh, he's still playing right now. Uh, he is one of the best mid-range shooters that ever played basketball. Um, uh, in the history of the NBA, there's not very many mid-range shooters better than him. Um, he He's a great uh, rebounded defensive player. So I got you, Donis Haslam, and I, I don't think – you know, he doesn't belong on this list. And that's fine. That's, that's what, that's one we're going to have to agree to, to disagree on. Um, number 77. I guess so. Coming in from Michigan state magic. John, just kidding. Draymond green. Oh, Draymond good. green at spot 77. I honestly could switch him with who my number 76 is like just based on the winning acumen and how, Right. Awesome. He was, but I'm um, going to go with Draymond. I, I think his, his resume speaks for itself. Uh, defensive player of the year. He has won multiple championships, been able to defend every single position at a small, at being a small guy, kind of similar to Dennis Rodman. Um, the reason that I would have Draymond above Dennis is just because I, th- it's, I think there's going to be a little bit more longevity there than uh, than what Dennis had. And I, even though Draymond is kind of Dray- a hothead, not as crazy as Dennis. Yeah, not as crazy as Dennis. A little bit more, you know, not a little bit, a lot more like uh, intellectual kind of dude, you know. He's, but he does have a, he does, he's a very passionate player is what I would say. Yeah. And so that's who my number 77 is. Who's your and 77? To, and to me, I would say he's better than Dennis Rodman because he's more skilled. Plus he could do just about everything Dennis Rodman could do. Spot on. Well, who's anyway, your number 77? My number 77 is Nate Archibald. Okay. So I do need to include him in my list. Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, I, I don't know a whole lot about him, but when I was like doing research for this, he appears on every single list. I'm like, I know I've heard of Nate tiny Archibald. Don't really yeah. know much beyond him being mentioned. Yeah. Archibald is uh, a guy that once led the league in points and scoring and assists um, in the same season which is incredible. He's the only player that has ever done that. Um, I heard that the, his team didn't do very well, so that goes against him. But Nate Archibald was also the starting point guard on the 1980 Celtics and 1981 Celtics that won the championship. Excuse me. And... Um, so, you know, he was really good, um, was a really talented player. So that's Nate Archibald. Love it. Uh, my number 76. Uh, I, the reason I'm not commenting on it is once again, I know very little about Nate Archibald. Uh, <laughs> my number 76. I do know a lot about this guy because I watched all of his videos to learn how to do some awesome dribbling and ball handling skills. And that's Pistol Pete Maravich. Uh, I would say the most exciting 
irrelevant player ever. What I mean by that irrelevant is just like he was never a part. <laughs> that's that's messed up, man. He was never a part of anything that mattered. <laughs> but he still like I think that's but, what. But it was still like, look at what this well, no, guy can do. But that's what's cool about Pete Maravich. He might have been like the first good stats, bad team guys. Like I'm talking about him, and I know about him because he put himself into NBA history with those videos. Probably the most popular. I don't. Did you watch them? I feel like every basketball player has watched. I've not watched, the if not the VHSs themselves, the YouTube videos. I've watched YouTube videos. I've watched parts of games. I've watched because you can find all kinds of stuff on YouTube, and so I've seen all kinds of retro games, and I've and I've seen a lot of them over and over and over again. And one of the people that I've watched. It, that I have watched is uh, Pete Maravich. And um, he's as good a ball handler and passer and scorer as there ever has been in the NBA. In a way, he was, in a way, he was, I think, a little bit ahead of his time. Yeah. He was like Russell Westbrook of the 70s, I think. Awesome. Who's your uh, 75? Or 76, 75. All right. Um, by the way, Russell West. 76. 76. Okay. 76. Nate Thurmond. That was another one of those people. I'm going to let you do what, what you just did with <laughs> Tiny Archibald. What's funny, Nate Archibald's on my list, but I just put him in there because I'm like, I think he's supposed to be there. Um, so we'll <laughs> actually hit, we'll hit on him today. But uh, go, Nate Thurmond, me, please. All right. Nate Thurman uh, averaged 15 points and 15 rebounds for his career. He was the first person who ever recorded in a box score a quadruple double because Wilt has done it. Uh, Will did it more than once, I think. They just didn't keep track of certain stats at the time, you know. But Nate Nate Thurman once recorded a triple, a quadruple double, and uh, yeah, averaged 15 points and 15 rebounds for his career. His teams, I think, always won, and what I mean by that is they always were winning teams, you know? Sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, so he was great. And that's why I said, I don't think he gets talked about enough. Nice. Well, I'm glad that we're talking about him now, uh, name of the podcast. Um, because he, <laughs> you know, I don't, I, I always feel bad for people like you will be forgotten to history because I don't know who you are. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't able to, I wasn't able to watch you play. So here we are. Um, we don't have to go over this, but we've come to Nate Archibald at spot 75. Uh, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's who my 75 I is. Didn't, I didn't watch a lot of these uh, guys play, but I mean, on the other hand, there were a lot of guys that I watched play, but there, there are a lot of guys that I didn't really get to watch play, but I've read a lot about them or I've watched documentaries to talk about them and stuff like that. Did you have um who was it? Did you have oh I just forgot Isaiah Ryder? Did you say Isaiah Ryder? 
on this list? Yeah. No. Okay, good. Just checking. He's the best. <laughs> He's the best. He's the guy who ever who did the best ever layup in a dunk contest. Hey, come on, come on! Why be? Why you gotta be so mean? Uh, who's, <laughs> he uh, did. Who's he your did. Who's your number seventy five? He because it's funny, Alex. I it don't is funny. Know the, it is. Funny. I don't know the guy, Makes but it's giggle. like he did a layup. Anyway, yeah, yeah this, he's you're, you're not in, he's not incorrect, ladies and gentlemen. He's not incorrect. Who's your 75? 75, Iguodala. Oh man, see, like, gosh, that's a hard one for me not to. Ah, uh, nah. Andre Iguodala used to be a franchise player, he has three championships. Get out of here, and an envy. No, like, that's one that I wish I would have. I wasn't making fun of you, it was oh, more of a, I wish I would have had him. Like, I love. I wish I would have had him in my 70 to 80 range, which I guess I can still do, can't I? Yeah, I misinterpreted your your groan or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah, I gotta I gotta get him in there. Let, let me just make room for him. Let me just, yeah, let's yep, yep. Uh right there, right there. Anyway, Andre Godala was very and still is kind of uh but used to be very much like Scotty Pippen, but um didn't didn't uh get as many assists, but just he plays really smart basketball, you know. Team basketball on, too. Yeah, on both ends of the floor, he plays really smart team basketball. My favorite like, part of Andre Iguodala is that he was willing to take a bench role when Steve Kerr came and took over the Warriors. And that's what led to some great, their like that championship. first championship. Um, and then obviously it, KD led to their next two. Without, without Iguodala, I'm not saying Steph and Clay weren't important and Draymond, no, but no, no. Igu- without Iguodala on that bench, the Cavs would have beat them in 2015. Yeah, yeah, I uh, he is now on my list, thankfully, um, but he's one of my favorite. He seems like a super solid guy, but yeah, number seventy four, one of his uh, enemies. Just got to put it on here because I've been watching a lot of Nets basketball recently. And yes, Kevin Durant's amazing, but Kyrie Irving is effing unreal. He is. He's unreal. He's, like maybe he should be a little super, higher on this list, but he is. He's super talented. So good. He's super talented, super talented. The way that he can get to, like, he can make his bank shots and just finish at the rim. Like, he has the best, potentially, he has the best touch of any player I've ever seen around the rim. You can make that argument. Like, that is not a crazy argument to try to make, you know? Because I know some people might say something like, oh, Shaq around the basket. But, like, Shaq's dunking the ball. There's no physics that go into what Shaq is doing off of the backboard, flipping shots up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's what's yeah. really special about Kyrie, and I love watching you know, it. what Shaq did was hard because he took Oh, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not trying to take away from Shaq. I'm just saying the, yeah. the difference between the around-the-rim finishing of Kyrie and Shaq is you actually have to it's, put spin on the right. ball. Right. It's touch versus less touch and more power. Yes, yes, yes. But that is uh, that's my, uh, that's my next guy. Uh, who's your uh, number? Who's your number seventy-four. Seventy-four. I got Robert Ory. Oh dang! I thought you already did Robert Ory. Nope. 
All right. Number 74. Anything else you want to say about Robert Ori? He was my 79. Unless did I do Robert Ori? I could have swore you. I, I, I thought that's why I added Robert I, Ori was because you had him in your last one. I've let I've I've listened to him back and maybe I, like, I honestly don't remember. I uh, I don't want to. Uh, I don't don't worry about it. I don't remember. You're probably fine. You're probably fine. But I'm like, you're making me self-conscious about it now. But um, Robert Ory is one of the most clutch players that ever played in NBA history, has seven rings. He was a sniper and out there on the perimeter, he was a sniper shooting that ball from three. And he was a great all-around player, six foot ten, could handle the ball, could defend. Uh, used to be more athletic when he was on the Rockets, but he was still really good uh, on the Lakers and Spurs. Even though he became more of a spot-up shooter and post-up player on those teams, um, he was still really, really good. Um, and. Uh, I I remember uh, Vladi Divac after after Robert Ory made a shot that made me cry when I was 13 years old. Okay, and this, that shot made me cry out of joy. Yeah, no, I cried like it was the end of the world, and because uh, uh, I, I hated the Lakers. And uh, but you got to give it to Robert Ory. He he's a great player. You know, he was a great player and especially in big moments, he was dangerous. And after that game, Vladi Divac, because they lost at the buzzer, you know, Vladi Divac uh, said in an interview, it was just a lucky shot. You know, you just throw it and it goes in and uh so he called it a lucky shot, and Robert Ory said, no, there wasn't no lucky shot. I've been doing that my whole career. He better read a paper or something. And so. I, that's, what would you, like, it's probably top, definitely in the top 50 all-time plays in NBA history. Yeah. Like, most watched. I, I, I wonder if I could maybe top 25 even. It's definitely in the top 50. Like, that, yeah, I see that play no, all the time. That's a top 10. That's a top 10 NBA play ever. I see it all the time. So I got, oh, no, to, or maybe, me, maybe it's I, even better. Like top 10, like playoff moment of all time. No, that's what I meant. Top, yeah, yeah, top yeah, 10 yeah. playoff moment. Yep, for sure. I'm there for it. Uh, my uh, number 73 struggled putting this on here. Cause I think we give a lot of credit to his college career more so. Mm-hmm. But he was pretty good in the NBA, uh, and that's Grant Hill. Injuries plagued him once he got to the Magic. He was <laughs> we never were, quite the same after then, but I we thought he was thinking, great. We were thinking very similarly when we made this part of the list. Do you have Grant Hill at 73? Do we have another match? No. Oh, no. Dang it. I have him at 71. But oh, close. so close. I can just switch it right now. So Oh, so close, because my next 70. 72 because of what you just said. I put Andre Iguodala, but um, Grant Hill, I honestly don't remember too much of watching him growing up. I remember a little bit in his the end of when he was on the Pistons and those horrendous I watched, uniforms. I watched him 
uh, a lot, but I watched him more when he was older than when he was younger. Yeah, um, but that's my number seventy-three. But when he was when he was younger, he could have been like the best player in the league at one point. He just hurt his ankle. Yeah, who's your number seventy uh, seventy-three? Seventy-three. I have Demar Derozan. Ah, uh, I wonder. Mm, no, I think I'm good. I am. I am okay that I did not include Demar Derozan. But a lot of these players are arguable. Yeah. You know? No. No. I know. I'm just. It's so hard. This is like a really hard. The fact that people like the like just the idea of the top seventy five, like the seventy five anniversary team, is just baffles my mind. Like it, it seems like such a hard. Like it should take you tons and tons of time to do, but uh, give Demar Derozan his his uh, day in the sun. Yeah. Okay. Demar Derozan is one of the best mid range shooters ever. Um, already, uh, he's the best mid-range shooter efficiency-wise in the NBA right now, and it's like not even close. Um, and he's he's uh, become a much better player this year, but he's always been a good player. He's got a great handle, tacks the basket well. The best part of his game, though, is his mid-range jumper. Great all-around player, though got a little bit of three-point range but he pretty much stays in in the mid-range area when he shoots nice um and then i don't need to talk too long because we already talked about andre Guadala. that's my number 72 uh who is your 72 stevie franchise mm, i have issue with that that this is a i mean this is a nostalgic pick I think for for our for our growing up, he absolutely should be included, like for our generation. But I, I, I he's hey, def- hey, he's definitely not definitely not a top one hundred player. <laughs> Steve Francis, gosh dang it, he would have been one of the best players in the league any era. Throw him in that era, he would be awesome. He's one of the best mid range. I mean, well, yeah, one of the best mid range shooters I've ever seen. One of the best ball handlers I've ever seen. Uh, one of the very best ball handlers I've ever seen. The guy used to do street ball moves in games like nothing. And he was super athletic for a guy as at his size. I feel you. I feel you. I just, uh, he was, he I was, understand where you're coming from, yeah. <laughs> but I still struggle with it. Okay. Ugh. Oh. Just because he didn't win a championship or what? No, like I feel like he had such a short career. I feel like it was like five years and he was gone. Well, you picked Michael Red. Yeah. Um, but he was also like, I mean, I guess order doesn't matter too much. Uh, he was also like number 88. Like, I just feel like as we're getting higher and higher on this list, I'm like, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, a lot of these players are arguable. If Steve Francis had played on better teams, he could have won a oh, championship. Rookie of the year. Like he, man, he he really did just have like three good seasons. And I, I would say Michael Red's th- best three seasons were and, better. And I, and I kind of give him a lot of props because he made it to the NBA from a junior college. Okay. So there we go. Michael Red definitely had the better career. Like he had, he had, one, two, three, four, five, six great seasons with the Bucks. 
Stephen Stephen Francis, like if maybe I, it just doesn't seem like he did very well. He did really good for a little for, bit, and then he 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 got into drugs and stuff later on. But yeah, I mean, he only played for ten nine seasons. Yeah, but he has one of the most iconic player cursing on live tv moments that i've ever seen <laughs> i don't even know what you're he, referring to but i'm interested it was during the playoffs against the kings in i think 2003 and he you know the rockets were steve francis's team at that time and steve francis was like uh he walks up to the uh um the Kings are kicking the Rockets' butts in this playoff game, right? And Steve Francis uh, walks up to the the reporter, and the reporter goes, "Steve, how do you feel about you know what happened in the half?" And he goes, uh, "Man, this is bullshit. If the refs are gonna keep calling it like this, we're not gonna keep playing like this." And he and he stormed off, and I was like, "He's getting fined." <laughs> as he should yeah but uh but you know Shaq did the same thing there's so many players that have cursed and gotten fined for cursing on live tv yeah. oh man good old good old that guy so spot 71 for me is kurt rambis okay kurt rambis no. All right, so that was a joke. Uh, Kurt Rambis will not be making I, an appearance on my list. <laughs> I'm not picking who you're picking. I just wish I wish you'd have at least a little pushback on some, uh, especially I, okay, on Kurt I'll, Rambis. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I'll be meaner. No, 71, 71 is uh, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. Uh, oh, that's um, good. I had him lower on my list, but yeah, yeah. I think he, I think he has the potential to be one of the all-time greats. And so, me putting him at spot seventy-one is more of an investment than anything. Like, I believe that he can make it up into the top fifty easily, like the top thirty, if he just starts winning some championships. He's that yeah. dominant. Yeah. Uh, remains uh, to be seen, though, because injuries can hamper your career, as we know. Yeah. So, uh, um, uh, you want me to do my 71 now? Yeah. Yeah. Who's your 71? All right. My 71 is Grant Hill and his prime. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. Grant Hill. And in his prime, he was one of the best all around players that ever played the game, but his prime didn't last very long because he had reoccurring injuries, mainly to his ankle but he played in the NBA for a long time and was one of the best defenders that ever played the game of basketball uh, almost his entire career. Yeah, I uh, I like him. I'm there. I'm there for him. I believe in him. Um, he, uh, he had a 19-year career, I believe. Dang, so Good he for played him. for a long time. And when yeah. you can defend like he can – like you're gonna have a long career, you know. Yeah, I I hear you. Um, so some good news, Stephen. I only have uh, twenty-eight to fifty-three. I only have twenty-five more people that I have to find to fill out the rest of my list. 
right. So I think I think I can do it. I as I've been going doing doing you know due diligence, doing the research. I think there's some people that I can uh, pull in uh, of right. those last twenty five. I do research, but how I do research usually is like, was that in 82 or 83? Let me go look that up, you know? Oh, haven't even, th- ooh, that's, man, there are, man, there are people who like, so just, I'm sure people don't care about this, but like, I don't like Rick Barry. Like, I don't like him as a person. I like, don't the, like Rick Barry either. I said that on, on Facebook the other day. And I don't want to include him, but he was really good. And like, good. so like you what I'm- You have to include him. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like who I've become, Stephen. I don't like it. That you actually have to give credit to people, even if they're a jerk. Yeah, makes me sad. <laughs> Does That's it not funny. make you sad? No, because if somebody's good at basketball, they just are. It doesn't matter if they're an asshole, you know? Yeah. Do you have a uh, Jeff Hassan Whiteside on your list? <laughs> no. Oh, I don't have KG yet. Oh man, spoiler alert for everybody. Dude, you there we KG. go. There we KG. go. Well, you no, I, I have 25 spots to fill, Steven. It's fine. Right, right, right. Oh my gosh. Oh. I'm like, I wrote out my whole list, and you're over here having written out your list. And I feel bad, like Billy and Beer. Sorry, bro. You're not going to be on my list just because I no, don't like he's you not either. A, he's not a top 100 player. Boo. Boo. We don't like you. We don't like you. Get out of here. Um, did we already do? Did I already do Anthony Davis at some point? Oh, good. Oh, okay, good. I did. You did um, at 96. At 96. Uh, have you been writing mine down? How'd you remember that? Because I listened to the episode back. Oh, okay. Awesome. Well, uh, the next time that we have something that we want to talk about, we hope you give it a listen. Please don't take us too seriously. We hope you stay for a while. Give us one more chance to change your mind.